We hear today beloved words from the Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes begin this section in the Gospel of Matthew that will go on for three chapters called the Sermon on the Mount. In this incredible collection of Jesus' words teaching those around. He has been talking now, if you remember actually going back to John the Baptist, beginning in, uh, in this Gospel of Matthew, John the Baptist is saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. And then Jesus picks up the same proclamation John is put in jail, and Jesus continues saying, the kingdom of heaven is near. And now we get to the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus begins to really tell us what the kingdom of heaven looks like, what it's like, what it feels like, what people do in the kingdom of heaven, what we do in the kingdom of heaven. It's really been called uh, this Sermon on the Mount. In the Gospel of Matthew, it's like Jesus' testament on living ethically, how to live, how to be a member of the kingdom of heaven, what to do, what it looks like, how to treat your neighbor, how to regard God, how to live your life. It's all about ethical living. And in that sense, Jesus really picks up on something the prophets have been saying all throughout the Old Testament. It's actually not that new what Jesus is saying. He's picking up a strand that runs throughout the Old Testament that whenever God's people wander away from what they're supposed to be doing, typically how they are treating their neighbor and how they are regarding God, then the prophet has to come and say, come back to right living. Come back to loving God. Come back to loving your neighbor. And in many ways, the Sermon on the Mount is that. It's Jesus calling his followers to live in this way, to love God, to love their neighbor. He picks up on what we heard from the prophet Micah today, in one of the most beloved scriptures, I think, uh, for a lot of people in the Old Testament. For Micah, when Micah talks about justice, mercy, and faithfulness, walking humbly with God. A lot of people know Micah 6, 8. In fact, my son's middle name is Micah because of that verse and how beautiful it is and how simple it sounds, right? When God's people wander and they don't know what to do and they're doing this and they're doing the, this nonsense and they're hurting these people and getting too anxious about this, Micah calls us to a simple, back to a simple kind of living. To do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with God. And Jesus picks up this same call in the Sermon on the mount in his guide to ethical living now all that sounds really good and it is true and we are called to live that way but it's not as simple as it sounds is it i mean if it was that simple we'd all be doing it all the time and we're not you're not i'm not the world 
is not living by doing justice, loving mercy, and walking humbly with God all the time. Life gets complicated, doesn't it? It's not just that we know what to do and we don't want to. It's that a lot of times we don't know what to do either. And we struggle and wonder, what are we really called to do? What is our calling in this situation? And it's very easy to get distracted, to search for power, strength, wealth, security, not justice, mercy, faithfulness, righteousness. It's hard to know what to do and how to do it. There's some clues, of course, in the scripture, but in the year 2020, sometimes we don't know how do we do this, especially living in a world where there's a lot of things out of our control, right? And we read things in the news and say, what can I do about that? But it definitely pays to go back and look and see how this sermon on the Mount begins. And that's right where we are in our gospel today, at the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, on Jesus' guide to ethical living, his call to living ethically, look at what it begins with. It begins with the Beatitudes, blessings. It begins with good news. Now, we are always tempted to turn these Beatitudes into something that we have to do, right? When we hear blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. We try to figure out ways, because this is our human nature, well, how do we accomplish that? How do we earn that blessing? It could be difficult, though. I mean, have you ever tried to, how do you make yourself meek? I don't know, if you had the strength to become meek, you wouldn't be meek, right? These blessings are not given to us as hurdles that we have to jump over. That's why they come right at the very beginning. We haven't been even given any instructions yet in the Sermon on the Mount. Maybe if these came at the end, we might think, all right, Jesus is telling us our goalposts here, where we have to live up to. But instead, Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount with these blessings that come not from what we've done, but come from God. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And these blessings are truly unachievable. We cannot achieve these things. We cannot earn these blessings. They come from God. They come before all of that stuff. This is, I think, really what Paul means when he talks about the foolishness of the cross. The fact that the cross of Jesus seems like foolishness to us because it's backwards to the way that we think. And this is true for me. You can decide if it's true for you. I know that I would rather achieve a blessing than simply receive a blessing. And I believe that's just human nature. In fact, it's not just our personalities. That is our sin, our disconnection from God. That instead of receiving a gift from God, 
we really try to figure out how we can earn it. <laughs> how can, what can we do to really earn that blessing? Or sometimes it's like, well, what can I do that's better than my neighbor to earn that blessing more, to be more deserving of the blessing? It's what we're always trying to do. We're always trying to one up. We're always trying to wrest it from God's hands and say, no, this is ours. We earned this blessing fair and square. It's so hard. It's so against what our nature is. It really seems like foolishness for us to receive a blessing. Before we do anything, before we earn it, in fact, when we really, really do not deserve it, and especially for us to accept that those other people that we believe are worse than us, that they receive it too, without earning it, without doing anything to deserve it. This is the foolishness of the cross. Because the blessing is not something that we can take, that we can earn, that we can achieve. These blessings, these beatitudes, they go deeper than that. They go before even things that we have done or left undone. They go deeper. They go to this connection that we have with Jesus through the cross and our connection to others. These blessings connect us not to great wisdom or strength, but the foolishness, which is the power of God. That when we are weak, when we are foolish, God is strong. Following the cross means that other people's pain, other people's poverty, other people's persecution get connected to us. And that seems backwards. Why should their problems be our problems? Connecting with the cross means we will lose some of the things that we do work so hard for and we try to earn things that we fight for, things that we believe we have achieved. Following the cross means disconnecting with some of those things and walking this path. The path of the cross, the path of the Beatitudes, these blessings from God, is really a path of uncertainty. It means walking by faith, not by sight, knowing for sure where we're going. It means having an open-ended hope instead of a certainty. It means giving yourself in love and relying on the kindness of God and the kindness of others. Those are uncertain things that we're called to do and to walk. But the kingdom cannot be achieved. We cannot earn it. We cannot deserve it. We can't think our way around it. We can't force our way into it. We can't earn our way over it. We can only receive a blessing with an open heart, with open hands, with an open door 
to our neighbors. No matter what you have done, no matter what you have not done, these blessings, the Beatitudes, are yours for all the people of God. They come before your actions, they come before your achievements, before your wisdom and strength, before your mistakes, before your great successes, they come before all of those things. They cannot be lost, they cannot be covered up forever. And they follow you. They follow you as you follow this uncertain path of the cross. As you strive for this difficult ethical living that we're all called to. As you make mistakes along the way, as you pray for help along the way, these blessings go with you. As you struggle to follow this call to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with God, these blessings go with you. Rejoice and be glad. The kingdom of God is yours. Justice, mercy, faithfulness, are yours to have and to share. Amen.